Yo! Welcome to the first episode of the Home Dogs Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Jefferson Harold, sports editor Brandon Hurley. And today I'm by myself, but we plan to have a co-host with me in the coming coming weeks, maybe next week and a couple weeks down the road. Obviously nobody wants to hear me just spout off my picks for the week. I mean, let's we need to get some more flavor in here. So we're working on that. But in today's episode, in the inaugural one, uh, I touch on the new brand new sports book at Wild Rose Casino, kind of the big inspiration behind this podcast. I also give you my picks of the week. I'll I'll pick out probably four or five pretty safe bets that I feel confident in that I'm going to put some of my own money on and later on on the episodes further on once i get a co-host in we'll break down more than four games we'll get each of our own bets take a deeper look into some of the lines the overs the unders the money lines in the nfl college football we got some baseball right now nba will get rolling in just a couple weeks college basketball gets rolling in november so that things really pick up it's a really great time to start this podcast. I think this has a lot of potential. We'll have guests on the show. We'll have different segments. It'll just be a kind of fun, kind of little back and forth thing. And I encourage everybody just to tune in. We'll have some video segments that we'll, we'll share throughout the process of putting this episode together. I also have a column that I'm publishing each week. I've done in the last two weeks. It's called the Home Dogs Sports Betting Column. It'll be in the Jefferson Herald. And it'll also be in the Carroll Daily Times Herald. Actually, the Times Herald right now. That comes out in the Jefferson Herald. It comes out Thursday afternoons. And in Carroll, it comes out on Fridays. I pick my top four or five games of the week. It's similar to the podcast. I'll get you some locks of the week, over-unders and whatnot, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be just a laid-back. By no means am I an expert at gambling. I don't take really – I don't hit really big bets. I don't lay a lot of money. I pick some of the best lines that I see. I, I study a lot into it, though – but I still take I take make sure I I pick the right games. I'm not just going out on a whim and saying, "Hey, oh maybe this this maybe this hit." I I usually bet games that I'm pretty confident in. So we'll this week is week seven of college football, week six of the NFL, and boy do I hear the dogs barking! Woo woo! Yeah, this weekend. You want to take the home to un, you want to take the underdogs. We even got some home underdogs, which I love home underdogs. It's going to be great. Last week didn't have the best week. I went 3 and 3 overall. Started out with a hot 2 and 1 sprint. I was feeling good on Saturday. I hit the Iowa State line against TCU. They covered by a million points. I hit the under of the Utah State LSU game. The only game I missed to the college football slate early was the Iowa-Michigan game. Obviously, Iowa can't score points. Otherwise, they would have covered. Score a touchdown, and it's fine. Um, then I missed what I, I was super confident in Illinois covering 14.5 against Minnesota. I thought Minnesota wasn't as strong as their 5-0 record suggested. Boy, was I wrong. It was only 16 to 10 and a half Minnesota leading and then Minnesota just I don't I didn't see the game but they just exploded and ended up winning by 23 points. I was off on that one. Sorry. 
The NFL didn't do that great. I went, what did I go? One and one and one in the NFL over the weekend last week. I I was right on taking the Raiders plus five against the Bears in London. I didn't have faith in Chase Daniel with the Bears. I don't know why everybody else did. Derek Carr is a million times better than Chase Daniel. That trip overseas, that long trip, I just I, I I had a feeling that the Bears wouldn't play well over there. And then obviously I hated the I hated the Lions last week in the NFL. I wrote about it in my column, and I was right. I didn't like any of the lines. I picked the Raiders. That that was the only one I felt comfortable with. And for some reason, from sort of dumb reason, I picked the Giants to cover. I think five points against the Vikings. That wasn't even close. The Vikings just slaughtered the Giants. I beat. I think they beat them by eighteen or twenty points. So that wasn't close. I did one and one in the NFL. I mean, so if you did follow along with my picks, I was three and three. If you bet all six of those games, you came out even. You didn't lose money. You didn't win money. So I mean, it, it, it could be worse. There could be a lot worse. This week, though, I like. There's some several games I like. Obviously, I was saying I like the underdogs this week. I think this is a good slate for underdogs. Stay away from the favorites this week. The only favorite I have this week is Penn State, three and a half favorites at Iowa. I know it's a night game. I know it's in Kinnick Stadium. Iowa City gets nuts when there's a night game, especially against Penn State. Penn State seems to be a game that we get up for. Or the Iowa gets up for. Sorry, I say we because I went to the University of Iowa. It's hard to break out of that. Big Iowa football fan here. Really big. Huge. Uh, so it's hard to break that habit. But I I see Iowa keeping it close. But I just don't – I don't think they have the offense to stay with Penn State. I don't think they can cover that three and a half points and win the game. I think Penn State wins probably by four, five, six, seven points. Maybe a touchdown. Touchdown or less. But I don't – think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think Penn State covers that. Iowa burned me last week, so I'm going to fade them this week and go with Penn State. The Iowa State game this the Iowa State game this week at Virginia, West Virginia. That's a tough one. The Clones are favored by last I saw on DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, by the way, we're all of our lines are the DraftKings Sportsbook because the sportsbook at Wild Rose is powered by the DraftKings Sportsbook. So we'll go off those lines and money lines and odds from Sportsbook each week, from DraftKings Sportsbook each week. I know there's different lines throughout several many different books, but this is what we'll go with. So DraftKings has, I would say it's a 10.5 favorite in Morgantown. West Virginia hasn't really played anybody, but as I would say showing through a couple weeks into this cup, through about a month and a half through the season, they're not the best road team. Uh, they haven't really been historically the greatest road team. And Morgantown is a is a different animal. I've never been there, but I just I just know it's crazy there. Iowa State's coming in. I'm sure West Virginia's gonna be like, "Oh, you guys think you're hot, hot blank." I still see Iowa State winning this game. Probably by a touchdown. I think 10.5 is a little high. West Virginia played Texas close last week. They still lost by 11. 
burning couches is, is quite an intimidation factor. I mean, when West Virginia wins, they burn couches. Not the players, but the fans do. It's a long road trip. Iowa State's coming off a huge dominant win over TCU. TCU is not good. So I don't know why that spread was only three and a half. But I, I see Iowa State winning by seven or eight points. It's a tight one. I'm not that confident, but I'll take West Virginia this week. Um, so I only picked two college games for point spreads. They're, I have one over that I like to talk about later in the show that I'll on, get on to. But on the NFL, I like two underdogs this week. So West Virginia is an underdog in college football, so that's one. So I like the two NFL games that I pick. I like the underdogs. The first one, this one, I'm taking money line bet. Cash this one. Take it to the bank. B hurls spicy mustard hot dog pick lock of the week. This one is a guarantee. You can book it. Send it home. Call up your grandma. Tell her how much money you won because the Saints are going to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's over. The Jacksonville Jaguars, yes, Gardner Minshew, Minshew Mania, his amazing mustache, his cutoff shorts. That's all great and good. But the Jaguars haven't played anybody. They're soft, they have a soft schedule. They're 2-3 and three on a soft schedule. They, the Saints are still good. They don't have Drew Brees, but, Brees, but Teddy Bridgewater is playing great. I never thought I would say that, but Teddy Bridgewater is doing better, better than suitable. He's throwing for almost 900 yards. He's 70% completion percentage. They still have Alvin Kamara. They have Michael Thomas. It's an explosive offense. I don't see them blowing out Jacksonville, but I see them beating Jacksonville, even though it's in Florida. Teddy Bridgewater and his gloves may have an issue. I mean, you don't really want to be wearing gloves down in the humidity of Florida. So that can be a little bit of an issue, but I don't see Jacksonville sticking with the Saints. The Saints are still a really good team. And I think that's an easy money line bet for the Saints to win. They're they're 1.5 underdogs last I checked. Actually, I think it's a 1. I think it's down to 1. Let me see. Let me look here. If we could make it easy. If we could look right here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Odds are updating. Yeah, it's it's down to a a one point line right now. It's basically a pick 'em. So if you want what I took I took this the Saints at an even money line, so that's some good value right there. If you want a better value than a plus one. I say pick the money line. Uh, that's a guarantee right there. Guarantee of the week. And the other home dog I like this week, when I last checked, Miami was a 3.5 underdog at home against the Redskins. It's still that right now. Bang that hard. The Washington Redskins are crap. They just fired their coach. They don't know who they want at quarterback. They don't have a running game. The Dolphins are a dumpster fire as well. But I think they look at this one as, hey, why are we home underdogs? We should win this game. I think they look at it that, hey, this is one of our few chances to get a win. I know they're tanking. But, I mean, you want to get, you don't want to go 0-16. That's just dumb. Nobody wants to go 0-16. I think they win that. 
I I don't think it's by landslide. I think they win by four. No, wait, they don't need to win by. So I think they win by maybe one or two points. I mean, they all they have to do is be within three and a half. I think that's fine. Even if they do lose, I think they lose by less than three and a half. So I mean, I think it's a safe bet there to take the Dolphins. The money's kind of hanging where it's at. I mean, the money line right now is plus 148. So if you think the Dolphins are going to win, that's some good value right there. Um, so those are my four picks that I picked in my column. Uh, there's some other good lines out here. Uh, the 49ers are three and a half point underdogs on the road against the Rams. That's some good one, too. I mean, the 49ers are crushing it right now. Who, who else we got here? The Steelers and the Chargers. The Chargers actually went down to six and a half. They were up to seven point favorites against the Steelers as of yesterday. Went back down to six and a half. That's that's a good line there. I mean, the Steelers are going to be down on their third string quarterback. I know the Chargers aren't that great this year, but I mean that's good value there. I'm not. Those aren't anything that I'm saying are safe bets, but that's if there's something you want to look at. That's pretty decent. Uh, the Browns, two-point underdogs against the Seahawks, home underdogs. I don't like that. That one's moving up. I think the Seahawks started at like one-and-a-half favorites. The Vikings, three-and-a-half favorites over the Eagles. That's I kind of like the Eagles in that one if you want. The Eagles, I believe, are a much better team than the Vikings. So that plus three plus three point five on the road. I know it's on the road, but I think the Eagles can come away with that one. I know. I mean, the Vikings. They have a couple wins this year, a few wins this year, but no, I mean, no big time wins this year. So there's there's that. Um, the Bucks plus two at home. That's. I thought about that one for a second, and then I realized that the Bucks had already beat the Panthers on the road. I think the Panthers, even though they have Kyle Allen as their quarterback, they probably will probably be a little more fired up. I think they win that one probably, so I don't really want to take the Bucks. I do. I mean, I wanted to take the Bucks, but I don't think I will. The Chiefs minus four at the Texan against the Texans at home. I don't know what to think of that one. That one's tough too. I'd stay away from the Chiefs for a little bit. Uh, so yeah, those are my NFL picks of the week. Uh, take the Dolphins, home dogs, three and a half points. Uh, take the points, and I like Saints money line on the road at Jacksonville. Yes, book it in, lock those in. So that takes me to my over of the week. Last week I picked an under that I was super confident in, crushed it. Utah State LSU, that was easy money. This week it's Michigan State. And Wisconsin, 39 and a half. I'm slamming the over. 39 and a half, that's a low, low, low total for a college football game. I think I think maybe the odds makers are thinking that Wisconsin's defense is better than they actually are. And they're thinking that Michigan State's offense not a good not as good as advertise they are still averaging on close to 31 points a game wisconsin right now is averaging around 45 points a game <clears throat> i mean wisconsin has a really good offense i don't see the wisconsin michigan state able to slow down wisconsin but i do see michigan state able to put up some points i mean wisconsin hasn't 
They're a good team. Don't get me wrong. They're a good team, but they haven't really played anybody. They smoked Michigan, but we know now Michigan isn't that great of a team. They don't have an offense. They They can't score. So... Other than that, Wisconsin hasn't played anybody else. I mean, they played Northwestern. Northwestern doesn't have an offense. They held Northwestern to 15 points. They held Michigan to 14. Northwestern, it's Northwestern. They're not good this year. So I say bet the over. It might not go way over, but I'm saying it goes closer to 45 than it does go to 39. That's that's right there. Take that over. That's a pretty over. That's enticing. It gives you a reason to watch that game. I think the odds makers maybe have a little Big Ten bias thinking that it's going to be a low slobber knocker, back and forth, defensive struggle. But Jonathan Taylor is ridiculous. Wisconsin has a, a good quarterback now, as they showed against Michigan. So they have a quarterback that can make plays on his own. I think that's one of the reasons that why I'm going with the over. And then wrapping things up with my picks for this week, I think... A little bit. I throw you a little nugget. Throw you a little curveball. That doesn't mean I'm going with baseball. It means I'm going with the NBA. The 2019 NBA season opens on October 22nd. And I have a nice little futures bet for you that you will not want to pass up. That I'm guaranteed that it makes you money. If it doesn't make you money, you come back and I will buy you a hamburger at A&W in Jefferson. And I will get you an A&W root beer with the cane sugar out of the tap in a frosty mug if this doesn't hit. If this doesn't hit, mark it down. I I booked this. I knocked this out of the park on October 10th, 2019. And if this is wrong in April of 2020, you come back in, uh, you come back in April. You talk to me. You say you heard this podcast, and I will get you a cheeseburger at A&W and a root beer on me with fries. You heard that. You heard that. But this is where I'm at. Over 46.5 wins for the Toronto Raptors. That is easy money. The 2019 defending NBA champions, the Toronto Raptors, a team that captured a whole entire country of Canada, made the city go crazy. Nick Nurse, Carroll Native, still his head coach there, has proved how good of a head coach he is in any league. Anywhere he goes, he touches anything, it turns into gold. I know the Raptors don't have Kawhi Leonard. He went off to the Clippers. Did some collusion, which nobody's talking about that. He had colluded with Paul George. He colluded with all these other people. I love Kawhi Leonard for bringing a championship to the Raptors, but let's not get it wrong. He colluded and brought Paul George to the Clippers, but that doesn't mean the Raptors are left with an empty cupboard. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard leaves a huge hole. I don't see the Raptors defending their championship, obviously, but... All they have to do is go 47 and 35 and they hit the over. That's easy. That's 12 games over 500. I mean, they still have Pascal Siakam, who's going to be even better this year. They have Kyle, Kyle Lowry, who's still really good. I mean, let's not forget he scored the first 11 points in the NBA Finals Game 6. He was on fire. He is a man. He's crazy good. He's still underrated. He had a huge year last year. And they still have a lot of guys on the team. They added Matt Thomas, who I think... He hasn't played in the NBA before, but I think he can hit threes. They're they're going to be a good team, and Nick knows Nick Nurse how knows how to get the best out of all of his players. It's it's a known thing that he 
continually gets career years out of guys year after year after year. So that's easy. My 47 and 35, I see that. I see the Raptors actually hitting 50 points. So if this was a 48.5 over under, I'd still take the Raptors. That's how confident I am that they're going to hit that futures bet and hit the over in 46 and a half. So lock it in, book it, sell it, buy it. Uh, pick up your mom's mortgage and sell it. Uh, put it on that money. You've got it. That's a, that's some money that we need there. Bang it, bang it, bang it, bang it all night. Though that's what I have for my picks of the week. Uh, actually, for our first ever guest on the Home Dogs Gambling Podcast, we actually have an odds maker from DraftKings. The reason I'm going with the DraftKings odds maker today is because, as I mentioned in the earlier in the episode. Wild Rose now has a sports book, a brand spanking new, state-of-the-art sports book in their Coach's Corner restaurant, which is powered by DraftKings. It's a great sports book. They have some big project. They have a giant projection screen, several, probably a couple dozen other TVs sprinkled throughout the restaurant. They have odds and lines up on the video boards. This counter is nice and well-lit, easy to reach. They'll have Sunday ticket for your betting needs. It's going to be a great spot. I encourage, if you haven't been out there yet, it opened up last Thursday, October 3rd, with the first official bet by Dennis Gibson, a former Iowa State linebacker, former San Diego Charger and Detroit Lion. He made the first bet. He bet on Iowa State to cover against TCU. He won, and that ticket was going to the Children's Variety Foundation so that was great to see. It was, a, it was a cool outing. It'll be a great place to watch sports. So I recommend if you want to go out there, bet some money. Unfortunately, you can only go out there to bet. You can't bet on the DraftKings mobile site yet. That is not up and running in Iowa yet. It's, they, I talked to some guys. They said it will be going out next month, hopefully. So right now, if you want to bet locally in the Jefferson Green County area, Carroll area, you go to the casino, put some money down. You can go to the, some of the kiosks as well. They'll have four kiosks, sports betting kiosks in the casino floor area them itself. So, yeah, they said on the weekends they open up at 9 for college football and NFL. So it should be a fun time. So that's kind of how I got connected with Johnny with DraftKings. I took a deep dive with him yesterday just talking about the whole business of odds making he's been 30 years in the casino business he first made his bets on horse racing when he was only five years old i barely could walk when i was five then he first made his bets with an, a bookie when he was 15 this guy knows sports gambling his name is johnny avello I believe I'm saying that right. He knows his stuff. This was a great conversation. Take time to listen to this, and you won't regret it. He taught me a lot. Obviously, I'm. it's not like I'm a huge degenerate gambler. I know a lot more people that have done a lot more than me. I'm still learning. So this was just a great opportunity to pick a mind of an odds maker and learn more about it. He also talked about some of the lines and the action that he saw sees in this upcoming weekend. Touches on the Iowa Hawkeyes as well. This is really great listens. Enjoy with me and come on, let's take a ride through the odds maker's mind. How long have you been been with DraftKings and how did you kind of get involved with these guys? Uh, I've been involved for a year now, a little over a year. Um... My previous employer was uh, Win Las Vegas, 
where I was the director of race and sports operations uh, for 13 years. Previous to that, I was at Bally's, and I was the director of race and sports operations for about 15 years. So I've been in the business a long time. I, when I first came to town, I worked in the casino uh, pit area, so I could deal all the games. I worked in management in there, so I got an extensive background in gaming. Now, how did I get with DraftKings? Um, that I was coerced by uh, Matt Kalish, one of the owners. Um, and uh, I'm very happy that I made the move. Things are going very well. So do you do you handle figuring out the lines and the odds? You know, we are in different jurisdictions. You know, we're in, we're in Iowa now. We're in New Jersey. We're in Mississippi. We're in West Virginia. I mean, we're really spread out. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I wear kind of a lot of different hats, but I am. We In Mississippi, we open up the first college football numbers. We involved in helping to get all those numbers up. It's something I've done. It's making markets is nothing new for me, so I kind of help the staff uh, formulate those numbers and get them up. So, and, you know, I'm just involved in a lot with the company. I'm involved in, uh, you know, the retail side, some of the digital side. Any new projects come up, uh, horse racing, something we're working on. We haven't gotten there yet, um, but it's something that we're certainly uh, looking at and kind of want to get into. Um, you know, we're growing. It's a new company uh, in this field. You know, DraftKings has been around since, like, 2012 with the fantasy side, but a lot of these uh, new undertakings are kind of foreign to uh, to them, to all of us, really. I mean, we're, you know, we're, as we continue to expand and explore, uh, you know, it's, it's an adventure. Yeah, one thing that really interests me is just how do you get into odds making and, and book making and stuff like that so can you kind of talk about how you transitioned from being on the casino floor and kind of getting into sports gambling in night i think it was 1986 was when i first got into business and i and you know i, I this wasn't sports wagering and horse racing was not new to me uh you know at the age of five years old i started going to the racetrack uh i made bets with uh, local bookies when I was 15 years old. So you know, the whole you know betting um, arena is not new to me, but the way you know the corporate side was new. Um, so you know you do things a little bit differently in a corporate world than you do when you're just winging it, right? And so uh, and so you know and so the next thing for me was I started off as a ticket writer. I learned that uh, how to be an admin operator, which is inputting the games, um, posting games, work, uh, putting things on the board. So I really did start from the very bottom and, and kind of work my way up the ladder. Um, and that's the way you should do it. You should learn everything that's involved. Um, and then uh, as far as the odds-making part, you that's something you kind of formulate your own kind of put your own spin on it, how you do it. You formulate your own um, power ratings um, and come up with, uh, you know, a raw line and adjustments and intangibles that, uh, you know, change that line and weather that changes that line. So it's just a long process. It's not something that you just learn overnight, something that takes time for you to kind of, uh, you know, get your, get your 
numbers where you're very comfortable with them. Um, so it's, you know, I've been, I've been in the business 30-something years now, and, I, you know, I feel comfortable any time I do put up a line, I feel comfortable in what I'm, what I'm doing. So you mentioned how you started betting on horses when you were five and making bets with bookies when you were 15. So what initially interested you in making those bets and kind of putting your own money on the line? Um, the horse racing part was probably a push more from my mother and father. They were also horse racing people, so um, I inherited that part from them. I think the sports part just came from hanging around guys. There's a lot of sports talk, and, you know, uh, I think all of us kind of doing the same thing, uh, you know, or all being in, interested in the same thing. I believe that's where the sports side of it came from. So, obviously, you, like you mentioned, you've been around sports betting a long time. So, just for you personally, what's what's one bet that you, in your mind, sticks out to you that maybe was a, a huge winner or maybe that was really hard to take or, or something like that? You know, I've never been a guy that bets a, a real lot of money. You know, couple, you know, two, three hundred dollars on a game. I've done that in the past. I don't really bet like that anymore because, um, you know, I bet, I do bet some futures. I bet some golf sometimes. Uh, but I don't bet on games any longer, and I haven't for a long time. Once in a while, I might make a play uh, if I really like something a lot. But to me, it's a whole conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you and and not because I, you know, I I know what's going to happen because I don't. I would tell you overall, I'm a much better odds maker than I am a better. Um, you know, people think that odds makers know just because they can make odds means they can pick winners that is very false because uh, I'm good at making a number to balance books but not necessarily you know great at picking winners um, I've never had to do for a living um, uh, I'm glad I don't have to do it for a living <laughs> yeah no kidding uh, yeah and so you know mine is just casual play and it, well, it was you know if I bet two three hundred on a game or something like that I you know that would be it and the reason I don't do it any longer because we have big decisions, and I don't want to be uh, on the opposite side of those decisions. And so I guess the house decision is my action, so to speak. That's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. So kind of st- talking about odds making, I mean, obviously this is probably a really long answer if you want to get into it, but quickly, I guess, in a brief, what kind of work goes in week to week on setting those new lines for you guys? It's an adjustment of uh, ratings. You know, some teams will play well uh, in a certain week. Uh, at the beginning of the year, it's a little tricky, especially for college football, because you have to do a lot of reading. You have to see who's gone, who's coming back. Uh, you know, we're, you know what kind of uh, blue chips they've they have, and who looks good in spring practice. There's all really a lot to look at. Pro football is a little different. You know, you got the same quarterbacks for the most part, year in and year out. Although, the NFL's been going through a, you know, a transition here lately with a lot of new guys uh, entering and a lot of new guys doing well. Um, so, um, you know, college football is an adjustment from week to week. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll take a team uh, like in Nevada, for instance, where, you know, I'm based, they're up in Reno. Um, you know, they haven't played well the last couple weeks. There's adjustments on them. LSU and Florida continue to play well every week. Um, you know, there's adjustments on them. 
uh, you know, to the positive. A team like Wisconsin is, you know, who knew they were going to be this good? Uh, Michigan State struggled a little. Uh, down in your area, you know, Iowa, um, they're playing okay. And, um, you know, they they got a big game this week coming up. So I've had them uh, pretty much kind of where I thought they'd be at the beginning of the year. I haven't got to adjust them too much. Uh, so, you know, so each team, as they play each week, if they continue to get better, they're different what you thought they were going to be. You make some pretty drastic adjustments. Otherwise, uh, you can you can downgrade him. You can uh, leave him alone. So that's what that's all about in, in the adjustment process. I guess it almost sounds like you almost have to study these teams each week. So how much studying do you do before you set those lines each week? How much reading, watching, and stuff like that? If you can put a number on it, how much of that do you do? I'm not. I'm not a watcher. I don't have time to watch. Uh, not that I don't watch some football. I do watch some. Very rarely I'll watch a whole game. Um, I'm more of a stat reader that, you know, see what happened after the game. See, injuries are very important to me. So more of that than uh, actually viewing the game. You can kind of correct me if I'm wrong here, but setting the lines isn't necessarily who you guys think will win, but it's more of where you think action is going to come in. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, it's it's... Not so, not so much that we know where the action may come from, but, you know, the point, the point spread's about equalizing two teams. You know, if you've got um, Alabama at Texas A&M, you know, and you just put up uh, pick them, of course everybody's going to bet Alabama. So mm-hmm. what is the number you can make where the people have to think about it and say, um, you know, do I like Texas A&M getting two and a half touchdowns? Is that enough for me? So that's where, you know, the, the odds making, that's what the odds making is all about as far as the point spread. Now there's money lines involved, there's totals involved, there's props involved, there's, uh, you know, new things along the way. Um, and I'll give you a perfect example of that. So I don't know if you heard this, we took a $3.5 million bet uh, in Mississippi on the Astros to win the World Series. Did you oh, hear about no, that? No, I didn't. Okay, so it's probably the biggest bet um, to win at least, the, you know, as much as the guy bet. It's actually at 2.2 to 1. So I think, you know, I would consider probably the biggest bet ever um, and the biggest payout ever in the U.S. So anyway, you know, once we took that bet, um, we don't mind kind of selling that a little bit of that bet off, you know, to, and still trying to make a profit. So then we put up, would the Astros win the World Series, yes or no? And so now we give, or the Astros against everybody. So, you know, you got to get creative sometimes on some of the different bets that you offer, um, you know, so that uh, you keep try to keep your book somewhat in balance. So obviously with sports gambling being new to Iowa, there's probably a lot of people that have come to come in and bet on sports for the first time. So do you have any advice for those those new guys and girls coming in? Uh, I do. Um, I would say that uh, do it recreationally. That's the most important part. Uh, don't get carried away and, uh, you know, take your paycheck and bet it every week on sports. Don't do that. Just better to have fun with it like you would anything else. Um, so that's the number one rule. Um, 
it's uh, it's fun and it's exciting. Um, it offers a lot of entertainment, but don't let it become your life. Obviously, this week, where have you kind of seen the most action with the NFL lines heading into Week Six? Well, the fifth game that's going to kick off uh, tomorrow night, this giant game, we see a lot of movement on that game and a lot of money on New England. Uh, the game opened up. 15 and a half, and now we're up to 17. So uh, this obviously, you know, New, New England's the better team. We know that. Um, New England's at home. That's a big plus. Uh, the Giants look like uh, with their new quarterback that maybe they were, uh, you know, on the way to over maybe a couple of years or so on their way, and they still might be. To uh, being a better team and a competitive team, but uh, last week things didn't work out so well. So, our the fan, giant fans and the, the betters aren't sold on the Giants right now, and the feeling is they probably can't keep up with a team that can score at will. So, uh, so right now there's New England money. Um, there's been some other Baltimore's playing Cincinnati. There's been a little bit of play on Baltimore. There's been some play on. Uh, the Seattle game, that was a game that where Cleveland opened the favorite, now Seattle's the favorite. And a lot of that has to do with uh, Cleveland's poor performance on Monday night in Seattle, uh, you know, having a good week last week. So those adjustments every week uh, kind of skew the betters' minds on, uh, you know, which direction they should go. And I guess just, I think I have a little bit of a, a grasp on this, too. The lines throughout the week move on where the public is vetting, correct? Usually. Uh, obviously, there's some injuries and other things in play, too. You know, there, there are professional bettors out there, uh, that guys that do this for a living, and so some of those guys try to get a uh, bet on a game and get a, a number that's beneficial to them because they feel like it, maybe they're going to lay two and the game's going to go to three. So there are some pros out there betting some of these games. Uh, the general public does bet during the week, but for the most part, I think they'll will be more engaged when we get closer to the weekend. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And for college, what kind of action are you seeing on some of the games this week for the college slate? What are some of the popular games? Well, of course, there's there's three pretty big games this week. There's the uh, Red River Shootout. Um, you know, you got Texas playing Oklahoma. Uh, Texas has one loss, and uh, this is a huge game for them because to win this game. They could stay in the hunt, possibly for the national championship. Uh, Oklahoma has been great so far. Um, you know, his offense has just been lights out, um, and uh, so that game's been right around eleven. We opened ten. We took some early money, but that game's sitting at right around eleven. And of course, that's a neutral site. Um, then you got the you know Florida LSU, a couple of undefeated games. That teams uh, that line is. That line is uh, 13 and a half. Um, I would expect that um, we've seen some Florida money already, and I think we'll, we may see some more Florida money. It looks like a game that, you know, Florida stays in a lot of games. It's hard to kind of put them away. Um, LSU's kind of had their way with most of the, of the teams they've played so far. But this one, I think it's going to be one of the bigger betting games of the weekend because of where it's positioned. It's positioned at uh, 5 o'clock on the Pacific Coast, 8 on the East Coast. What's that for you guys? Is that 
7, maybe? Uh, yeah, 7 o'clock in Iowa. Yep, so, you know, that should be uh, a pretty good uh, watched and wagered game. Now, for uh, the people in the Iowa area, um, you know, Penn State 5-0, and Iowa 4-1. and uh, Penn State's a three-and-a-half point favorite. I actually think Iowa has a uh, shot to win this game. Um, Penn State's schedule's been a little soft so far. And uh, I think Iowa's a, you know, maybe, maybe not the upper echelon of the uh, Big Ten, but not too far off. Uh, so this game in that area, this is a, uh, a 4.30 start, a little earlier than... So uh, yeah, once the uh, Iowa uh, fans start watching this game a half hour before the LSU game, they may not turn their dial to the other game until halftime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine the whole state of Iowa is going to be pretty locked into this game. So I guess another thing that, I correct me if I'm wrong, usually what I've heard is the home team usually gets about three points, is that correct in the line, or is that, do you kind of favor, I'm not, I'm not necessarily favor, but like, if you're at home, you get three points, and then, is that kind of, is that off base, or am I just... No, that's a good, that's a good average, um, some teams are more than that, um, you know, Alabama is about, in, at least in my ratings, Alabama is about five, Notre Dame is about four, uh... In this particular game, Iowa's three. That is the that is the number they are. And, and one of the reasons that um, Iowa's only three, it's not that they don't win a lot at home, mm-hmm. they don't score a lot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the the home field advantage, usually the higher the number goes means that you're, uh, you know, you probably score a lot of points. You're, uh, when you're in that environment at home, uh, you know, that you need to, bump that up because a team will, you know, put multiple points on the board. Uh, When a team's a low-scoring team, then it's hard to go much more than three. Now, there are some cases where teams are nothing or one. Uh, That happens, too. So, three's the average, I would, so you're kind of right on with that. Yeah, okay. So, I don't have too much more for you. I guess, um, just for you guys as a a book for DraftKings, what what games are you guys looking at to hopefully make make some money this weekend? Um, we don't know. <laughs> we, we know we know that Penn State Iowa. We know that UCSC Notre Dame. Uh, we know that Alabama, Texas A and M, and Florida LSU, and Michigan State Wisconsin. All those are really good football games. So uh, you know, I would say that we're going to have more money on those type of games more so than a. Uh, Alabama, Birmingham at Texas, San Antonio, or an Army at Western Kentucky. So we know that, you know, the big-name teams are the ones that um, you rather watch. Uh, and, and if you're watching, you're probably going to wager on those games, too. Uh, the other games, I mean, we have them. They write business. Uh, but to watch some of those games might be rather boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah just uh, That happens, seems to happen every week. Um well, that's pretty much all I have for you. Anything you wanted to add or maybe didn't touch on? Just overall odds-making, sportsbook, anything like that? No, I guess, you know, we're really happy to be open up in Iowa. Um, you know, we're at the Wild Rose in Clinton, Wild Rose Jefferson, Wild Rose uh, Emmitsburg. So um, we're happy to be there, and uh, it's been only a short time so far, but I know that the, the patrons of Iowa... Um, 
you know, we're looking forward to us coming in, and uh, we got it done rather quickly, and so far things are good. Big shout-out goes to Johnny. Thank you so much for doing that. We hope to have that as a weekly segment. I thought it was awesome. Hopefully you guys thought it too. Now we turn our attention to a nice little feature I like to call Talking Sports with an Elementary Student. Yes, that's right. I have an underage minor talking about sports in lines with me. Obviously, he's not going to be betting, putting money on these games, but I find a little neat little segment to show how much gambling is a game of chance. Here we go. Talking sports with an elementary student. Boom. Katie, what up, bro? Welcome to the show. I am excited to have you here. I want to hear all your sports betting expertise. What do you say about that? Uh, I don't know. Well, that we'll work on that. We'll get a little better on that. So, uh, so wait. tell tell some stuff about yourself. Tell tell the crowd. Uh, tell them tell them what you like to do. I like to play Forza Horizon Three and Forza Horizon Five. Is coming out in 2020. Get ready for I that. I don't think anybody gives a crap about when Forza Horizon 74 comes Five. out. Five. Five, okay. Okay, so tell everybody how much you love watching sports. I do not like it at all. But this thing, this podcast is not about sports. Well, yeah. fully. Okay, this whole podcast is about sports. Oh, yeah. And sports, watching sports on TV. So when was the last time you watched an entire game on TV? Uh, what, the Hawks game? Hawks game? So can you name a player on the Hawks um, football Nate team? Stanley? Nate Stanley was not the manly last weekend. He got <laughs> sacked eight times. Okay, so what we're going to do this week is do you know what an over-under line is? No. Do you know what the favorites are? No. Well, this is going to be a struggle. So, okay. So the first game of the week that we're going to pick. Okay, I'll, what I'll do is I'll give you two teams, and you have to pick them. I'll give you numbers, and then you have to choose one of the teams. Okay, so Penn State is playing at Iowa. Penn State is favored, <laughs> Penn State is favored by three and a half points. Iowa is a 3.5 underdog. Who are you taking, Penn State or Iowa? Uh, Iowa. Oh, why? Why do you? Why do you think they'll win? Uh, because they're a great team. Oh, well, I like your confidence, brother. Okay, the next one. The next one I like. We'll go. Should we go to some NFL or college football? No, I'm serious. NFL or college football? Stop it, you little brat. <laughs> NFL or college football? Okay, uh, college football. Okay, okay, we'll go to the big game of the week. One of the big games. Texas versus Oklahoma in the Red River shootout. Texas State Fair outside of Dallas in the Cotton Bowl. Split right down the middle, burnt orange and crimson. It's going to be a doozy. Who do you like? Oklahoma is favored by 10.5 points. Texas is an underdog by 10.5 points. Who are you taking in this game, Texas or Oklahoma? Oklahoma. And why are you taking Oklahoma? I do not know. Oh, come on. Give me a reason. Give me one I reason. I do not know. Give me one donut. You like Oklahoma's donuts, right? Uh, Jalen Hurts. Hurts donut. Oh, perfect. What did the apple say to the, <laughs> to the carrot? What did he say? Uh, let's 
mix our fruits and vegetables. And okay, that was the worst joke I've ever heard. So work on that one, okay? Um, and then we'll just do a third game. Um, we'll do the big game of the night. LSU in Florida. Wait, Both I got teams. One. What? I got a joke. Knock knock. Okay, what's the joke? Knock knock. Okay, who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne who? Dwayne the bathtub. I'm drowning. <laughs> okay, that was kind of good. I'll give you that one. I'll make sure to run a laugh track after that one. <laughs> Woo! Laugh track. Okay, we're gonna find the big game of the night. Um, where is it? Where is it? LSU Florida. Where is it? Did they take it off the board? Come on, where is it? Penn State, Iowa. Goodbye. Already did that one. Florida, LSU. LSU is a 13.5 favorite in Death Valley. Night game, LSU versus Florida. Who are you taking in this game? Both undefeated teams. Big game in the SEC. Stop it. Who are you taking, LSU or Florida? Uh, Florida. And why are you taking Florida? Uh, because they're smart and I don't know. And uh, I got another joke. Okay, what's your last joke? We'll finish it off. That was your last game, so finish it off. Uh, what did Florida say to Iowa? What did they say? I'm going to beat your butts. That's and not a joke. And you're going to go out and a puke joke. over the ocean. <laughs> puke over the ocean? Well, I can't say it was fun, but I can't say it was a bad time. Thank you, Caden. <laughs> I, can't th- I can't say it was real, and I can't say it was fun, but it was real fun. That's not how the saying goes. Um, well, thanks, Caden, for being the youngest guest on the show, for being a, a trooper, and being the best comedian Ow. that we've ever had. Jeez. What do you have to say for yourself? I like... Okay. We're going to bleep that one out. Sorry, guys. Well, see you later. See you next week. Bye! Caden.